Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to The Upfront Investor, the show where each and every week I give you all the very latest information on what's happening in the Australian share market. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Upfront Investor. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and I'm back in the office this week after being at a conference last week, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that as I go through my podcast, but uh, that's probably why you've missed having an Upfront Investor last week. So this week, I actually really want to talk a bit about timing the market, timing the market, because uh, it's one of those arguments that keeps coming up over the years, and I want to talk about it, how it's about more about managing risk than actually more so about time or time in in the market. Because over the years I've read with interest many, many articles and comments of those who espouse the it's time in the market um, theory. And, and these guys are encouraged, all these people are encouraging investors not to panic in market downturns and to really leave your money with the professionals. Now basically... With time in the market, the financial industry is asking you to accept the inevitable negative returns that the market delivers until the market recovers. So basically, it doesn't matter if the market's falling, just hang on and wait for the never-never because um, the market will eventually recover and you'll get back to where you um, were before. Now, to me, that's a, a flawed theory in itself. And last week, as I just mentioned, uh, I was at an industry conference and it was really amazing that some of this attitude is changing, where the industry is now recognising that individuals, and that's, I would call, what they what they term is retail individuals or uh, retail clients, uh, general mum and dads is probably another way of saying it, these people are expecting more of an active style of portfolio management rather than a passive style which time in the market espouses. They also talked about financial planners and some of the people in the industry said well financial planners shouldn't stock pick because they can't do it they're not allowed they shouldn't be doing it they're not qualified to do it leave it up to a broker and I'm sitting there thinking well the financial planners just as qualified as any stockbroker that I've ever met and just as experienced pretty much as any stockbroker I've ever met it's just about education and understanding how to do something properly that's all it is to my mind my mind so as long as there's proper regulation around that it's okay but every time the debate about time in the market versus timing the market arises, those who advocate the time in the market attempt to discredit the supporters of timing the market by pointing to the small number of times that the forecaster was inaccurate in order to prove their point. Now further, the industry is taught that it is impossible to predict the market. As such, they struggle to accept any alternate views. Uh, but every week, I predict where the Australian share market will be in the short, medium, and long term, because that's part of the reason why you're listening to this podcast, is you want to know where the market's heading. And this prediction is published in local and national newspapers, publications around Australia, that people can freely look at and obviously listen to this podcast, because at the end of this one, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking the market's doing, which is a prediction. Uh, but I've been told by many people that I can't predict the market. Not because I can't predict the market, because they don't believe people can predict the market is probably the more important point. But as I said, everything, um, this podcast or and or some of my uh, printed material goes gets in publications around Australia. 
Um, and so people want predictions, or in my view, people want predictions. And whether the industry likes that or not, this is what the industry does every time a broker recommends a share or even a financial planner recommending any investment to a client. And I say that because the client's perception of that recommendation is the recommendation by the professional is essentially saying to them that they believe the client's money going into that investment will grow in the future. And that's a prediction. And But the industry continually says that you can't predict, but that's exactly what you and everybody else asked me to do as a, a, an investment pro- a professional in the, the share market. You ask him every time that you say, well, what is BHP going to do? Or what do you think of BHP or NAB or whatever it is? You're asking me to predict what the future will be. Um, now, just because a prediction doesn't unfold or, uh, once or twice doesn't mean that market timing is not an effective strategy. It, I mean, I'll be the first to inform people that although market timing forecasts um, have an incredible or incredibly high reliability, they don't work 100% of the time. That said, when the analysis indicates this to be the case, having the knowledge will allow decisions to be made in preparation for the market's moves. So just what is market timing? Well, quite simply, it's about managing risk. No more, no less. If the risk of holding an asset becomes too tight, that's too tight, sorry, <laughs> becomes too high, it should be liquidated. Just as importantly, if the risk of holding an asset decreases, then it should be held, provided it supports the investor's objectives. Now, you might hold on to that for weeks, months, or years. I'm not suggesting, to me, buy and hold means buy when the right buy at the right time and hold that till the risk becomes too high. And that could be three years holding a share. It could be three months holding the same, the share. It's, it's just depending on what the share is telling you. When it's low risk, own it. When it's high risk, don't own it. It's as simple as that. So that's my version of buy and hold, so to speak. But it is about timing the market. And as is interesting, uh, I was having some emails with some people on, uh, there's a gentleman on our Your Trading Mentor website in our, in our 10 lesson course. If you haven't found that, yourtradingmentor.com.au. And he was asking me about PE and EPS ratios. And I said, I really don't use it, PEs, and I don't think they're relevant to what we're doing because what I do is time the market using the technicals, the fundamentals that we were talking about, tell me what to buy. They don't tell me when to buy it. And that's why I put more weight on technicals than fundamentals. And PE ratios, um, as I said to him, are pretty much next to useless. Um, They're not really a really solid, reliable indicator of growth in a stock, whereas um, earnings per share is much, much more um, relevant to what we're looking for because we're wanting growth assets. So we've talked a bit about what market timing is. Now, the, ind- in the industry promotes that individuals are to leave funds fully invested for at least five years. But without knowledge of market timing, the end of that five-year period could be timed into a market dip instead of a high. Now, this is the critical thing that I need to talk to you about. Now, there's a situation, or that situation occurred, where many hardworking Australians who intended to retire from the workforce between 2008 2009, 2010, these people were faced of having to put off retirement indefinitely until the market recovers, which it is still doing right now. In this situation, market timing would have protected their investments, and right now advisors are again not considering market timing and that the market does actually ebb and flow. Now, how many financial planners are aware that the average market recovery is around 30% following a bear market? Now, this, this means it can take, the average means it can take over three years or around three years for investors to back, get back to square one. Currently, we're nearly seven years down the track, 
since the Australian share markets hit its all-time high and prices still way below that high. Now, I believe many investors would be much uh, would much rather recover from a, using a 15% stop loss that I promote in my book, um, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, or we teach our traders, and then face with the significant losses that was experienced between 2008 into 2009. Now, whilst no one can accurately predict the share market 100% of the time, to ignore that the share market suffers falls of 20% plus every four to five years, and every fourth or fifth downturn historically results in a fall of around 50% plus, like we did in 87, like we've done in 2009, like we did in 74, those sorts of times. We get bigger, bigger pullbacks. Now, this is like sticking your head in the sand when a tsunami is coming. Now, the, the global financial crisis was a financial tsunami that many failed to see or admit that was coming, even though the warning signs were there. The The unfortunate outcome of, the, of these tsunamis is that the, is that the investor subjected to the buy and hold mentality or time in the market has suffered the most and that's really the, the important point is uh, if you, right now we have been rising up since 2009 and we're now five years down the track so when's our next pullback of 20 percent that's what i'm suggesting here and i'm suggesting it's not too far away so where is the market heading right now well activity on the asx in the past week was in stark contrast to the prior two weeks that were quite bullish in that the weekly trading range, which is the range from the high to the low of that week, or the last two weeks, um, were quite high. And last week it actually dropped dramatically below typical levels. So it was only a very small range last week. Now given um, that each of the prior two weeks saw the market trade higher with moves of between 2 and 2.5%, I'm not really surprised to see that the, the Australian share market is a little bit flat uh, most of last week, and it probably will be um, a little bit this week as it takes a well-earned breather. Now, moving forward, we will most likely see this weakness continue for the short term, mainly be one or two weeks, as the ASX moves to find some support. Now, there's nothing to worry about at this stage, uh, as even though that we are within our target zone for the high that I've been expecting, um, which was 50, sort of, four fifty six fifty eight hundred points we're in that target range now as i believe that we still have time to move higher because the market moves in price and time so while price is saying yep we're in that area time we've still got plenty of time at this point in time to make a new high and that's what i'm looking at at the moment so at this stage i still believe we we may get another one to three months rise to you know fifty five thousand eight hundred points and possibly above that before we start to fall away and i'm still thinking we'll have a fall of at least 10 to 15% into mid to late 2015. It could be 20%. It could even be a little bit more. At this stage, I'm being a little bit more conservative because because we haven't risen as strong as the US and other markets, I'm thinking our fall is going to be a bit less. So it might be closer to that 15%. But we need to be cognizant of that in our mind and anybody looking to retire in 2015 may be wise, based on what I said a little bit earlier, to pull back on their share market investments in the next three, four, five months to make sure that they're, they're being more conservative rather than more aggressive. That's what happened in the GFCs. People looking to retire were trying to make the money while the market was flying up but not realising that the risk was on the other side. So just a quick reminder that this week is the last week of the Australian um, company reporting calendar. However, the US season is uh, starting to swing into action and we'll see all the professional eyes 
um, focused on those international shores. And as such, short-term volatility, because I know a lot of the professionals watch the U.S. market and manipulate the market a little bit, but it is only short-term, and that'll happen over the, you know, of the, this U.S. reporting over the next few weeks. But anyway, that's uh, Upfront Investor for this week. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Just before I go, make sure you get on to um, iTunes and on Stitcher and rate our podcast, please. So just go into iTunes. Type in Upfront Investor into the podcast when it comes up. Click on the ratings tab, rate it, put a little comment saying Dale's fantastic, you know, blah, 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 uh, in your own words, what you like, and rate the rate the podcast. It really does help us to, you know, get these out to more people and, and hopefully educate a lot more Australians on what they need to do with the market. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave all that with you and I'll look forward to chatting with you next week. Take care and great trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Upfront Investor podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.